Welcome to the Weekly Rebound Podcast, back again to break down another week of Legacy League's action. I'm your host, Connor Sauer, joined, as always, by my co-host, Greg Horn. Greg, we just got done putting a cap on the regular season for the Summer 19 in CT. It was a short but exciting final week, and I'm so ready to get into this postseason. No, yeah, I mean, you know, like Jay-Z said, my life is getting too wild. I need to bring some sort of calm to it. And I think this league, you know, it's getting starting to get, it's going to get wild. So uh, we'll see if there's a calm. Uh, Greg's always one to quote uh, famous rappers. So uh, we love when he throws those our way. <laughs> Shout out Greg Horn, the living legend that he is. We got a great episode in store for you guys today. I got some good content, some new segments. Um, but, of course, following it up with their breakdowns of all the uh, all the games from this past week and of course looking ahead and previewing next week uh we'll do our final power rankings and we'll uh, get into some of the playoff stuff uh that's coming up right around the corner now but without any further ado uh we know what you guys are here for so let's get into the pod greg and uh you know typically we start off the podcast doing our surprise on the rise but um people who maybe aren't familiar with the pod in seasons past we normally stop that segment right around um playoff time just because at that point in the season uh, we're talking about playoff con- contending teams, and there's not that many players that are still continuing to surprise us. Most of the good players have already jumped off the page. Um, so now this kind of gives us a little opportunity during the playoffs to use this um, slot at time that we would normally use for um, surprise on the rise, and we can use that to kind of highlight some of the awards that we like, you know, me and Greg like talking about here on the pod. Obviously, one of the greatest things about Legacy Leagues is very similar to the NBA. We have all the season awards, MVPs, Defensive Player of the Years, Offensive Player of the Years, First Team's Defensive, First Team, All Team. So we have, you know, all the different awards as Greg's phone's going crazy over there, popular kid. Um, but yeah, we have all these awards that we like, you know, going through and running through and, and handing out to players. And uh, you know, sometimes me and Greg have different opinions than the interns and most of the people who do the selections just because of how long we've been around the league and, and, you know, our wisdom in that sense. So without any further ado, Greg, I know that you're probably dying to get, get a couple words in over there. Uh, why don't you start us off with our fifth man of the year, Greg, who, who is the consensus fifth man of the year here on the week? <laughs> first, I want to say one, two things. First that I've recorded in here every week forever. And that is the first time that phone is rung when we were recording. So that is, it's pretty rare company. That's strange. Speaking of rare company. Man, fifth man of the year is the wrecking ball. The <laughs> he's like a maestro in the paint. In the words of Stephen A. Smith, he tap dances like the late great Gregory Hines. And you know, when you watch this kid play, you you really underestimate him at first. I think we all did. And then he comes out and he's just so hard to stop. And that's my guy from Flint Nation, Nicholas Japs. And you know what Nick's, Nick does so well outside of being one of the more dominant post threats in the league is he can also hit a three. He actually hits a high percentage of threes. But not only that, he's one of those players that gives you buckets when you need him the most. And that's what Nick Chaps does for the Flint team. He epitomizes the fifth man or sixth man role, whichever you want to go with the NBA. He just epitomizes it. He never started a game this year, and he doesn't start games. He just comes in and gives them the offensive presence and the – I don't even know the scoring output that they need off the bench because their mm-hmm. bench players are phenomenal, but they're not really primary scorers. You know, Mike Druan is had a great year offensively. He really, I mean, like I said, you gotta stop playing with my man's name. But again, with w- what Nick Japs brings to the table is he takes such a load off of everyone's plate because he plays with this aggressive mindset where he's going to get his, you're not going to score on him. I'm going to lock you down and I'm going to talk my shit in the process. And that's why Nick Japs is the fifth man, man. He, he is such a big part of what Flint does. And, you know, hey, 
I love I love me some Nick ja Nick Jaffs. Oh, I love me some Nick Jaffs as well. Kid's an absolute stud. Um, he's he's got literally the the ability to do everything on the basketball court at a high level. He's very physical, so he can play very good defense. But he's also very fast, and he's got that added weight where he can body up with big men, but also run the floor with guards. And uh, on top of that, you know, he's got good range. He can shoot from outside, and like you said, Greg, his footwork down low in the paint is, uh, you know, it's it's, it's mm -hmm. up there with the best of them. So. Shout out Nick Japs, definitely quality fifth man pick of the year award just because um, he hasn't started a single frigging game and he goes out there averaging 15. That's that's light work yep. uh, for Nick Japs. Definitely, in my opinion, fifth man of the year, hands down. Um, for most improved, Greg, let's get into the most improved. Um, kind of a dual selection here uh, with the Vesicchio brothers. Me and Greg, yep. uh, and Greg was like, uh, yo, Ant's having a – most improved deer and i was like yo mike's having the most improved deer and he's like yo let's just shout them both out um and and see what happens so the Sikio brothers both of them if i you know you're not familiar with these guys game from last season uh if i'm not mistaken greg last season was was that their rookie year last season in the league uh, or yep. was that their second year rookie. Either, rookie year so yeah so they're, they're they're still pretty familiar uh or still you know gaining familiarity with the league i should say and uh for these guys to come out last year they were really really uh low efficiency scores but high volume scores and this season you see both of them uh well over 40 percent with their field goal percentages and still be able to put up high scoring high scoring totals when they're not even the best players on their team anymore when they added guys like chris leak um of course the addition of ryan florentina he's really blossomed into becoming a true superstar for that team you know you can argue that mike and ant are like the third and fourth best players on their team yeah. but they don't play like that they don't play like they're the third or fourth best these guys uh, go out there every single week and sometimes most of the weeks they're up there leading their team in scoring um, and to just do it at an efficient rate this season was a big improvement from last season where they were just kind of volume scorers on a on a bad team um, and not scoring efficiently now they were you know premier scorers scoring efficiently for a playoff top contending team so all in all both guys I don't know which one of them may get it maybe neither of them will get it but um, both guys definitely qualified, and since they're brothers, it was good to shout them both out, Greg. So, real thoughts, uh, your thoughts, real quick, on the Vesicchio brothers before we get into the recap. Look, I love them, man. I mean, last year, Ann Vesicchio averaged more points per game, but he shot 35% from the field. This year, Ann Vesicchio, 18 points per game on 48% shooting. And, you know, it, it's same with Mike 37% from the field last year, 40, 44% from the field this year, and 40% three point shooting. Last season, he made only nine threes. This season, he's made 27 at a 40% clip. Wow. The improvement they've made is just a, it's a drastic improvement. Their shot selection is better. Their game management's better. They turn the ball over less. They play better defense. They play smarter offense. They really are just coming into their own as a team, and they're really leading this team. They may not be the best player. It might be Chris Leak or Florentine who takes, that, takes the cake there, but they are the true leaders of this team with Tavar Pierce. And my guy, Frank, and shout out Frank, uh, player of the week. I see you, Frank. But, um, you know, that's what this Nick Strong team does. They're going to fight every game. They're supremely talented. And, uh, yeah, they're coming, Shocker. Yeah, so shout out to um, Nick Japs, the Vesicchio brothers. Uh, definitely Look. qualified players here for the awards uh, segment on this week's episode of the pod. Greg, let's get into the recap. We had a week nine recap last week of the regular season. Not all teams were playing because, of course, some teams played double headers last week due to scheduling and whatnot. And, uh, you know, this, this week was going to lead us off with Sportsbook versus the Silly Senders taking place on court three. 
Um, surprisingly, uh, court three, I think it's worth mentioning just because I feel like players are so familiar with court one and court two, Greg, that sometimes, you know, sending teams to court three could kind of change things up a little True. bit, you know, not, not, not a big deal, but, uh, you know, just like players have like weird little superstitions and sometimes mm -hmm. that can mess with them. Um, but yeah, so this game was, uh, sports and silly senders where sports was able to cruise to the victory here, 88 to 61. They covered their spread minus 15 and a half. Um, so good job by sports looking this game, Greg, led by Dan Kay, Acevedo, Jeff Norco, all dominated in this one, all had over 20 points. Scott Christie did his thing. You know, he always does, gets a couple boards, unselfish player. And the Silly Sanders, Greg, only had four guys in this one. Uh, it was actually a, a true 4v4. Neither team had a bench. And uh, you, once again, we talked about the Silly Sanders, able to put up points, but not to do it at an efficient rate. And that kind of got them again this week, Greg. Yeah, uh, keep your head up, Silly Senders. You guys uh, have a winnable game in uh, your first-round playoff matchup, so just keep keep plugging away. But uh, sports look, man, Brian Acevedo is really playing well this season. He had 26, 7, and 7. He's really just having a phenomenal year, even at five steals on the day. He's just – he's really starting to get, to get back into the groove. We saw him be one of the more premier players uh, a few seasons ago. Yep. And it's, you know – this sports look team, look, if they can just bring a few more bodies, sky is seriously the limit. They have the talent, and if they get the depth, they can make a long run in the playoffs. And uh, pretty good over-under prop in this game. We had guys to show up for sports <laughs> five and a half. Uh, that was the over-under, five and a half guys to show up for sports look. I hammer the under. I'm already cashing out from the book. I got a car on the way. <laughs> looking into some mansions in Beverly Hills. Let's just say, <laughs> secured a nice bankroll last night, uh, hitting the under on that sports look bet. But uh, definitely, a, definitely a, a good one there, Greg. Creative one. Uh, it's no surprise these guys have been showing up with. Uh, we should have yep. set it at four and a half. Made it we should, yeah. five and a half was a lock of all locks. Um, even Scott Christie was running by laughing at us when I was telling you what the prop was. Uh, he's like, hey, that's a great under. So uh, definitely a, a good little fun bet there. Greg, let's get into the next game. We had Run TMC taking on the Brick Layers. And uh, Greg, you were—you must not be too good at math because you're over there telling me that the Brick Layers cover. You're, you're shouting at me across. The Doug floor. told me they covered. You're like, oh yeah, my boys covered. Uh, they lost. Doug, that's Doug. Hey Doug, that's your bad math. That's bad math. They did not cover. 38 and a half was not enough. Uh, they got smashed. And, uh, hey, you know what? It, they got smashed in the game, but the spread was decently close. Um, but all in all, Greg, I think this game was pretty one-sided, and we knew what the result was basically before jump off. No, yeah, as Joey Zacco, shout out Joey, text me in the middle of the pod. So I'm going to give Joey a shout out. And what a segue into Joey Zacco's team. <laughs> <laughs> but Joey, did, Joey's gonna kill me for this. He just didn't have a very good game, two and nine shooting. But it didn't matter when you got guys like Will Hudson with twenty one, Don Langston with twenty, Reggie Schwartz with seventeen, Mike Slat had fifteen, eight rebounds. I mean, Kevin Blake ten and seven, Paul Miramina let the man shoot. That Paul is so underrated. He's really he's so good in this league. He's really a great basketball player. And this run TMC team is rolling. They're cooking. They're cooking like a Horn family backyard barbecue. I mean, they're doing their thing. The way that Dom Langston's starting to fit and really play well, he's starting to come along. Five steals, five assists, 20 points. He only had one rebound because this team wasn't missing shots. And if TMC's hitting shots, I don't think there's a team in the league that can beat them. I love it. Greg, if anybody was uh, was betting on this game, uh, he should have hammered the over-under on the player prop for Will Hudson. Will Hudson recently uh, named a future father-to-be. Congratulations to Will Hudson. Um, 
anybody that knows sports knows that like when something like either dramatically bad or dramatically good happens yeah. to a player, they come out and they ball. You know, like when a player has a baby, when a player's, you know, uh, something like along the lines of for Will, you know, obviously, like I said, um, has a child on the way. We saw him post on social media. We wished him congratulations. But you just knew Will was going to come out and deliver mm -hmm. a huge game. And we talked about how he needs to start stepping up and uh, being that all-star Will Hudson that we've seen. So him play for so many seasons in the past. And that, that's what you got. You got Premier Will Hudson, 21 on 8 of 13. He's banging 5 and 9 threes. You look at Will, you think post player, and then he just has that, mm -hmm. that soft little that jump shot that looks so repeatable. It's the same form every time. Gets it off decently quick, and uh, there you go. He just bangs threes in people's face when they don't expect it and puts up huge totals. A couple rebounds on his, on his slat, on the stats as well. Speaking of slat, there he is, Mike Slat, 15 points, 6 of 10. We had him in a player prop against Jason Bender points head to head and it was a pretty risky one because yeah you might like slack as of the more maybe you can say he's a more talented player at least I would say so um but Bender uh is playing a big role on his team he was able yep. to beat slack head to head 24-15 great good game too Jason Bender had a good game man Jason Bender's a good player don't sleep on him when you're playing the bricklayers you better be watching and I respect him a lot he goes up for every dunk he has that Mel Kwan attitude he doesn't care if he puts you on a poster he's just having fun out there playing hard basketball, and that I, I have a lot of respect for Jason Bender and the Bricklayers. I got a lot of respect for Jason Bender, too, but if I had to choose one all-star from this team, it's no disrespect, disrespect to Bender. Kid's balling out, deserves every uh, amount of credit that he can get, but I'm picking that kid Mike Castro, dude. He's a friggin' tank. He's so tall, and he's got really good touch around the rim. He pulled down eight, uh, 14 rebounds, 18 points, did it on just a smidge under 50% shooting. So, you know, just looking, looking at what he brings to the table, um, it's really hard to find guys like that at that size who can produce at that level consistently week in, week out, especially with not a lot of production around him in, in form of uh, guards who can, you know, spread the floor and shoot the three ball off of his kickouts. So, you know, he's kind of one-sided in what he has to do for that team, which is just get rebounds and score points. But he's doing a really good job at it. And I think if he was on a great team, Greg, give, that, give him the Shocker City and let, let, let them – mess around mm. Mike Castro for a season. I, I feel like they would do some serious, serious damage. Um, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out alongside Bender, who uh, always gets a lot of credit as well. Greg, let's get into the next one. Toon Squad, Redeem Team. We had a Redeem Team here, obviously, favorited to win this one. Uh, minus 11.5. They would cover that one. That was a, that was way too low of a spread. Uh, Redeem Team wins by 20, nearly doubled the spread. Uh, we had to do a better job on that one, yeah. but... Uh, just a dominating performance. We expected to see this out of Redeem. That's what Redeem team does, baby. They come in, they saw it, they conquered, and that's what they do. I mean, Redeem teams, they're like sharks. They smelled the blood in the water, and they attacked, and they didn't look back. And, you know, Mamelquan Horton's doing his thing with Eric Singleton. I mean, look how efficient they were. They shot almost 60% from the field. The three-point shooting could have been a little better. Eddie Whitman just had an off night. But the Rede Redeem team just needs, a few, needs one more body at least to make a playoff run. They can't make a playoff run with four people. It's going to be hard to do that. But, I mean, the talent level of this team is scary, and they're coming. They are so highly motivated, and they are ready. But as far as Toon Squad goes, <laughs> I mean, once again, it's right. Chad McCoy Look and Jaden Battle. Look um, at that. Statue. I can do the quick math. That's probably like 92% of their team's <laughs> points, realistically. So I mean, it's it, it, it gets to a point where um, – Poor guys, dude. You know, if, if let's say that – I always talk about how Flint's like a human body and like they're like heart – like like Bizzuto's the heart, like everything. Like they all, they, all, they all play a role. 
if Toon Squad was a body, you got Chad McCoy, the heart, Jaden Battle, the brain, and everyone else is like the appendix, the thing you can kind of take out. No. If you don't need it. I mean, everybody else is like a fingernail or something. It's it's like, it's just these, disappointing. These guys are the whole body, Greg. These guys aren't an organ. <laughs> these guys is literally the whole goddamn body. And like, I just so, don't. How I feel so bad, dude, because Jaden and Chad go out there and they actually give it their all every single week. There's a lack of effort on the defensive side too. They they absolutely ball. It's very similar to the mm-hmm. situation going on in uh, the Bricklayers. But I feel like the Bricklayers are just in it to have fun. The yeah. like squad knows that, like, yo, we could be a really good team in this league. Like, we're right there. And uh, it's just like, come on. We need to supply Chad and Jaden with some players who can yeah. go out there with a sense of, you know, just tenaciousness and go get some give you If you're not going to give me points, they, they, between between – Jonathan Barnes, Tremaine, Justin, and Adrian, they had two steals, one assist, one rebound. That's it. Yeah, like if you're not going to go out there and score, go out there and pass. Kevin Blake averages, what, six points a game, but he affects the game in 17 different ways out there. There's, yeah. there's more – look, I, I'm less talented than a lot of people when I play basketball with. I mean, I'm good. I'm not amazing. Like I'm not a scrub, but like I could – I'm. I know my role. So when I go out there, I'm not trying to drop 15 points. I'll, I'll yeah. drop like four or five, maybe six, but I'll give you rebounds. I'll give you a hard defense, and I'll make smart passes. That's really all it is. And it's just I, I hope Toon Squad can put it together for, the, for a playoff run. Yeah. You, like I said, you just you got to see more tenacity out of these guys. Yep. Because, um, you know, you're, you're really getting so much effort from those top two. Four-man redeem team. Yeah. They, they could have ran redeem and, like, it looked like Redeem was running them outside of Jaden and Chad. And I like Toon. Like, I saw a, a moment where uh, Eric Singleton, like, kind of twisted his ankle pretty bad. Or, uh, I'm sorry, banged knees at somebody. And, like, a lot of the guys from Toon Squad were over on the on the sideline with Eric making sure he's yep. all right. So I love seeing that type of stuff. You know, great sportsmanship. These guys are good dudes. And uh, they got some great basketball players in the name of Jaden and Chad. But these guys behind them, I don't even think they're bad. They, they just – maybe they're just – they just don't want to – you know, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know, Greg. It's that, never, uh, I don't it's know. What it is. Gusto. It's like the Italians say, "Don't know the mona mia." Yeah, they they all kind of look depleted when they sit there watching the game. It's like you know, I want to see somebody go out there and and, and want it. I see that in Justin Rudell, but it's just not showing up in the stats. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like when I'm watching Justin Rudell play, it looks like he's out there playing a good basketball game. But when you, it's just. No, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's too it's, much, but it's pretty crazy. No, I, he, you know, he reminds me of Eddie Giovanni. Yeah, Eddie Giovanni was obviously awesome at basketball. I mean, I think he's a little better, uh, Eddie, but Eddie would just never put it together. And then you know who did? Vingam was it? Vingam? What was his name? Uh, no, uh, Joe Nemchuk. Joe Nemchuk. Joe Nemchuk. And it was it wasn't that Joe was better than Eddie. It was Good that God, Joe. Joe just had the confidence, the swagger, and the he just figured it out. Shout out Joe Nemchak, bro. I yeah. miss Joe Nemchak. I know he was I sick. Miss Joe Nemchak, dude. All right. Uh Nick Strong versus Scott's Tots, Greg. Last one of the recap. Obviously, this was a shortened week. Um let's go, Scott's! Scott's Tots with their lap down check. Uh 78 to 75. They beat Nick Strong. Knocked them off their pedestal, man. They were up there. They were chilling, Nick Strong, on a big win streak. Um, Ryan Florentine pulled out for Nick Strong in this game, Greg, but not enough. Jacob and Noah were phone, Greg. 
absolute monsters in this one. 27 and 17, respectively. They're literally twins. Honestly, it's tough deciphering which one from the other group. Which one hit the game-winning shot? But uh, Noah. Noah Rafone with 17 hit the game-winning three ball. He was. If, 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 if you're sure this was Noah, Noah would have been one of seven from three before taking that shot. And yeah. drilled it. So that is absolutely I'm pretty sure crazy. I'm pretty sure um, so shout out Noah Rafone, Colin Tracy with 16.7 of 12. Greg's watching the play over there. It's going to be a little tough right no, now. You, yo, you're, you should talk. We should give Connor. Connor, Connor should give the little like PTI 30 second. Colin Tracy, what a surprise in the rise call by you. Yeah, Colin Tracy, honestly. Dude, dude got elbowed in the face or something, was absolutely leaking blood like a faucet from his eyes. And he's just like, yo, I'm good. Give me a Band-Aid. I'm good. Goes out mm-hmm. there. Just producing had an alley-oop that shook the whole gym um an absolute dominating performance from colin tracy six rebounds as well um just he just does it all you know he goes out there he hustles he runs the floor puts it up off the glass it was noah it was noah who hit it it was noah Rafone. there you go so that we were right 17 points for noah and he had, that was one of seven from three before taking that shot greg the balls the cajones to take that and and, and win it for your team mm-hmm. I mean, look, overtime. That's crazy. That's in your veins, baby. I mean, that's what Scott's Tots do. Scott's Tots is not afraid of anyone in the league. I mean, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much that simple. It's they they don't care who they don't care if you're Shocker City. They don't care if you're Redeem Flint. They all they want to do is take come for you and just take your blood, and that is what. Scott's Toss does. They are, they remind me in so many ways of Flint just because they, I just, I just don't know. I, I can't put it into words, but they, the way they play basketball, they want it. They, they want it more than every team every time they're playing out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's a good point. Like they just come out with such a, you know, they're very aggressive right off the rip. They, they never, um, they never like, tire out and give up on games when they fall behind. They always just stay competitively engaged into the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like that shows in the stats because each each week it's different guys who are always stepping up and being different big big time players for them. Uh, sometimes the Rafones don't even score that much. Sometimes they go out there and they do what they did this past week. And it's just a testament to uh you know how you know well rounded this team is where different guys can just fill in and step up any given week and Get huge wins over big teams. Yeah, look, look like at this. this Where is it? Look at this clip. Look at this. This is what I was telling. This is what I was telling you. Look. It's sideways. Yeah. Wait. It'll, it'll. Oh wait. Hold on. I just gotta flip it. There it is. Oh well. Well, we're gonna have to rotate it twice. Sorry. I'll Sorry. be. Uh, I'll be over here keeping you guys. Sorry, viewers. There, there we go. go. It looks like Greg got it. There look at. Go. Look how deep this is with a minute left. Tie game. This man says, hold my f- beer. Look at this shot. That <laughs> man is from the parking line. lot. <laughs> and he just wets it. Look at him. He's, he's walking back with that little swag. Like he's like, yeah, I do that. I do that every day. That was that is Scott's tots. They aren't afraid. Like any other team takes that shot, and you're just like, what are they doing? But you see Scott Stotts do it, and you're like, yeah, that's what Scott Stotts does. They just go for it. They go big or go home. They got the Ricky Bobby mentality, and I love them. <laughs> the Ricky Bobby mentality. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. All right, Greg. 
that's going to wrap it up for the recap. Um, power rankings, not going to spend a lot of time on these. We're just, I'm just no, going to actually just run, uh, just run through. And we had Brick at 10, Silly at 9, Tune at 8, Scott's at 7, Sports Look at 6, Nick Strong at 5, Shocker at 4, Redeem at 3, TMC at 2, Flint at 1. So not a lot of movement. Uh, Shocker moved bump, uh, bumped up ahead of Nick Strong after their loss and went up to the 4 spot. Nick Strong dropped down to 5. And from what I can tell, oh, Redeem Team moved up to three with yep. their win. And that's uh, that's basically the gist of it here in the final power rankings of the regular season. But we don't spend a lot of time now because, guys, power rankings don't really matter. Everyone now is playing for their lives. Your next loss and your season's over. So power rankings don't really matter too much. It's the playoffs that matter. And speaking of the playoffs, Greg, like we typically like doing before every postseason – you got to get on the record now. I want your finals winner. <laughs> I want who's going to win the finals for you based on your best guess that you had to lock in your bet right now. I mean, I'm sure every viewer that's ever watched this show knows who I'm picking. So uh, I'll, I'll save the suspense. Flint fucking nation! <laughs> Take a Henny shot. That's all I got! No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saving the Henny shot for the pick of the game. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, so for me... That's all I got. I'm sorry if you're wearing headphones. I sincerely apologize if you're wearing headphones. I really do, actually. Yeah, Greg literally just killed everybody. I apologize. Here. But Flint Nation, we coming. I see you, Rosinski. I see you, Tom Brady ass. Looking like Drew Bledsoe out there. Oh, no. Hey, Rosinski. Greg's got the body bags out Unbelievable. Today. Greg, like always, I got to play devil's advocate against you, buddy. Here we go. Here we go. TMC. He's going TMC. I love Flint. I love Flint. In the words of Ryan Caggiano, in the words of the GOAT Ryan Cash, he said, maybe you've never been on the bandwagon, but you've never been a hater. And that's I, – I will take that's those fair. words to the group. I can agree I with that. I can agree with never, that. And I never have been. I never will be a hater. Of the Flint Tropics. I love those dudes. But Greg took my seat first. It was a one seat type yeah, of bandwagon. Yeah. He got That's on fine. it. So I can't I mm -mm. can't follow. We both can't be on the Flint bandwagon yeah. at all times. But I love those dudes. A lot of respect. I love watching yep. the ball. Um I'm going Shocker City. All right. I'm going Shocker City. This hurts because obviously my guys, Eddie, Melquan, wow. they're gonna be pissed. I didn't pick Redeem. Joey, you, know, you hear this? CMC and Joey and 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 maybe Dom Langston who might hear this, and they're going to be Dom, upset. There's a lot of people who are going to be upset. Mm. And out of all the people who I don't want to make happy, probably Chris is up there <laughs> with, 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 with most of them. Uh, that is, <laughs> but uh, I gotta pick Shocker. I think that Shocker is going to ball out in the postseason. I think that they know yeah. that. Okay. Hey, listen. We can't screw around anymore. And mm -hmm. I've heard you tell me, Greg, that they're starting to get pissed that yep. we keep referring to Mike Davis as the only reason why these guys were able to win championships or win, even win games mm -hmm. in, the, in the past. I think they got a lot to prove. I think they got a, a lot of motivation, a big chip on their shoulder. And they're playing from behind. Normally, they're, they're, they're used to just coasting, playing ahead. I think that, you know, they're hungry. They're real hungry to prove everybody wrong. And... Uh, Joey and Run TMC, as great of a team as they are, I think Run TMC is the best team in the league right now heading into the postseason. I think they're in the best place. Um, I still like Shocker. I just think it's just gonna, something's going to come out of them here in the postseason, Greg. 
Yeah, look, uh, I know obviously last week I was hard on Shocker. Like again, like it's they they know how good I they know I know they're amazing at basketball, and it's never disrespect. But I'll give them a compliment here. They have the best big three in the league by a wide margin. Whatever you want to say the big three is, I would probably say it's Terrell, Pratt, and Carmine. Yeah. That's the best big three we have in the league. You got Eric and Melquan, and then you maybe throw Eddie or uh, Dante in there, whichever one you want. You got my guys on Flint. You got what, like a Nick, maybe a Nick Druon, you know, Nick Dom, Mike, someone like that. TMC, you got Dom and Reggie without a doubt. But then the, who's the third there? Is it Cody? Is it Slat? Is it Will? And I mean, even like Nick Strong, Sports Look, all these guys, no, not one team in this league has three players. All three could win an MVP without a doubt. And after that, they even got someone like Kintois Miles, who yeah. people forget on that Monstars team was the third best player. He had a better season on that Monstars team than Reggie did. And obviously he fit better because of the way they played with Greg and Eric Langston. I, that, that's definitely 100% true. Mm-hmm. But if you look at this team top to bottom, they have probably the most talent, and they also have the most experience. They have guys like Ty Alston on the team who has put together probably the best team we've ever seen in that Monstars team, but he's also played with Joey and run TMC. He's also had his own teams with the Monstars. He's seen so much, so many players come and go in this league, and he does not care. He's not afraid of the big shot. And then you got someone like Jason Hernandez who can get hot at any minute and is one of the best shooters in this league. And it's just this Shocker City team, I'm with you. If they can put it together, it's – it's going to be a scary sight for my boys Flint and everyone. But with that being said, that's how we do, baby Flint Nation. We win it at all. I'll see. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see everyone at the club except for uh, Connor. Yeah, and no, Pierre won't let me in. Pierre. Oh, Pierre's. Well, I didn't let Pierre go. He uh, wasn't really. wasn't wasn't doing well. I'm not too happy about it, to be honest. Um, it's okay, <laughs> though. We'll get over it. We'll, we'll move on. Um. We got the previews to get into, Greg. We got the previews, a bunch of previews. Uh, let's start off because we got the first round, so a couple of these teams mm-hmm. kind of like playing games in, in, in a way. Um, and we have Toon Squad and Silly playing, and then we have Scott Stotts and, and Bricklayers taking place on the other court um, for these play-in games. So these, these teams, whoever wins, will play double headers on, um, on, this, on this day for next week. Um, so let's get into it, Greg. The first game, we have Toon Squad minus 8.5 points taken on the Silly Senders. I'm taking the silly senders point spread here, Greg. I think that they're going to stay competitive in this game. An eight and a half is a pretty solid point spread to to take those points and run with. Yeah, see, there's some stats I don't like about the silly senders. Um, they've taken the most threes in the league, and they have made 71 of them, but 71 for 285 is not a very good clip. They have the second least free throw attempts in the league, so maybe go to the line more. But the thing I hate the most is they have only 58 team assists on the year. And that's just not that's not basketball and legacy. That's not how you're going to win in this league. You got to move the ball around. You got to push it. And I think in this game, I think Jaden Battle and Chad McCoy really, really step up. And I think they might blow the doors open. I, I'm going to take two. Yeah. So I think it'll be fair to let's say hypothetically advance Toon Squad here, just yeah. based on the fact that they're the favorite. So we'll hypothetically advance Toon Squad into the next round for the next section of the previews. But like I said, I picked Silly Senders with the, with the points. So this game could be very close and go either way. Um, but we'll keep that in mind just going forward as we get into the next part of the previews. Greg, the next one, Scott's top. 
and the brick two lighter. times this pod. That's crazy. Two for two over here, Greg Horn. Um, but yeah, Scott's thoughts, bricklayers. Scott's going to be minus twenty-two and a half point favorites going up against the bricklayers, uh, who may be in their final game of the season. I'm picking Scott's thoughts to cover that spread, Greg. Hammer it, hammer Scott's tots. They're hot, baby. I'm sorry their season has to end after this win, obviously. But, man, come to InSports and watch Scott Stotts play for one last time because they're going to put on a show. My boy Carbone, stop shooting threes and start balling like you did with that nice upty scoop layup. I saw that. And, look, I mean, let's go Scott Stotts, baby. That's how they do. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, so we'll hypothetically advance Tune and Scott's into this next round. Um, when we get to those games, Greg, we'll talk about like, hey, if they were to play X, Y, or Z, what would happen to? So we'll not completely forget about those teams. But let's get into the first one, Redeem Team and Sports Look. This is a hot first round matchup, Greg. Um, Redeem minus seven and a half point favorites going up against Sports Look, who was looking like honestly they might have been significantly the better team earlier in the season. But Redeem second half and the way Sports Look kind of finished uh, not as strong as they started. Um, I'm picking Redeem here. I think they're the team that's got more momentum, but it's going to be tough to to cover seven points against Norco and, and Kokoros and Acevedo the way they've been playing, but I'm still going to rock with Redeem here. Uh, I got Redeem winning the game, but I'm going to take Sportslook to cover. Okay. Um, I think that Sportslook will have at least six guys for this game, and I think Redeem will have – I know Eddie won't be there. Um and I'm not sure who's – I'm assuming Destin will be there. But, again, it's, it really just comes down to depth for me. If sports, if Redeem had more depth, I'd take them with the points. But I just tr- trust my guy Norco in the, in the squad. I, they're a really good team, and Jeff Norco is not going to go down swinging. Ch- you know, he's got that Sikorsky blood in him, that Blackhawk blood. <laughs> and he uh, – you know, he, he's not that, – that's what, that's what they do down there. They, they're a different breed in the pits. Uh, again, shout out Jack Champagne in the pits, you know. They had a different breed in the pits, and my guy Norco going ball. I love it. I love it. My phone's not ringing over here, Greg. I don't know if you heard that one, but it's going oh. crazy over here. We're getting, we're popping off. Uh, Nick Strong and Shocker City. Uh, if you guys didn't notice, actually, there's no player prop in that one um, for the playoffs. Unless we have something really special, um, we're going to hold out on player props. But uh, Nick Strong and Shocker City. Nick Strong's going to be plus nine and a half underdogs here. And obviously, Shocker, I picked a win. I'm going to pick Nick Strong just to cover the spread. I have Shocker City clearly, obviously, winning this game. They're my championship prediction. But I think nine and a half points. Nick Strong is going to play competitive here in their last game of the season, as I'm saying it. But, hey, it might not be. They might actually upset and ruin my whole pick. I love the guys in Nick Strong. I hate that I have to do this, but I'm going Shocker. I think they're, like you said, too motivated to – They, if they're going to make a run, this is the game where they show, hey, I'm back. Wait, Greg. I think it's a good time to mention what, what's what's going on with Nick Strong. Why why are we uh, down on Nick Strong this week? Unfortunately, Chris Leak got a new job. Congrats to him, or his hours changed or whatever. But hey, you got to pay, got to make that bread. You got to pay those bills, and uh, you know Chris Leak can't come for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yeah. So from what we're hearing, Chris Leak, as Greg just said, is we don't know if it's uh, guaranteed not going to show up. But they said his hours changed. It's not looking good. He's probably not going to be able. To, to make it. But, hey, you never know. Maybe Chris is on the phone with his manager today trying to get those hours reworked. But, uh, you know, that's what's kind of crazy about Legacy Leagues is that no, obviously none of us are professional yep. athletes. 
Hey, maybe in the in the form of Greg Langston uh, or guys who have played <laughs> overseas or whatnot. We have some Deandre, Dom. Um, we had, was the one that uh, one played for uh, Joey's team. Played at Seton Hall. He was oh, Quincy. Watching and Qu- Quincy McKnight on uh, Seton Hall. Yep. So we do have some very good athletes that play in the Legacy League. Some premier, unbelievable athletes. But we're all regular people off the court and have regular lives. And sometimes you see that interfere with, uh, you know, schedules and whatnot for work and all that kind of stuff. And guys don't make games, and it really changes the way. It changes the complexion of the league and, and really sets off for some big upsets. So we'll see what happens with Chris League. Obviously, we're hoping that he comes. He's an unbelievable addition to this team. He really yep. made them what we consider to be a championship attending team. Without him, it's going to be tough. Um, but we'll see what they can do. They're a resilient team, and they've they found ways to, to bounce back from things like this in the past. So we'll see if they can uh, put it all together and try to get a big win over Shocker next week. right? But the next one, we have Run TMC taking on Toon Squad. Run TMC, huge favorites here, minus 25 and a half points, taking them to cover. Look at Greg. Hammer them. Just hammer TMZ. Shout out Jaden Battle and Chad McCoy. Love you guys. I know you. I told us you listen. Again, I'll, I'll do another shameful plug. Jaden Battle, rookie of the year. There, I mean, come on. It's not even a debate. But hammer run TMZ. Zacco's dropping 20. T- Reggie better have 47 and 5 for all I know. Dom Blanks is going to have like 10 points because he's going to be on the bench with a pina colada just chilling, doing whatever because he's not even going to need to do anything in this game. I mean, look. I love Toon Squad, but they got to show me something outside of Jaden and Chad. It's that simple. It's that simple. And, uh, hey, we're giving them Toon a little bit of props we here are. because yeah. we're putting them in this game against TMC, yep. against the Silly Senders. Scott, uh, Greg, if, if the Silly Senders were to be in this game, you know, what kind of chance would they stand against on TMC? Uh, this is all I have to say. Just hammer. Another hammer. So just hammer TMC no matter what. Shout out Brendan. Shout out Brendan. Brendan's been balling out recently. Yeah, Brendan's been doing Shout out Brendan. He's been, he's been definitely filling up yep. the basket with some points, um, shooting the three ball. Um, it's definitely going. It's definitely fun going out there and just balling out. And especially when you have, like, small teams the re- in recent weeks like Brendan's had, you yep. get more of an opportunity to touch the ball more and get, and get your shots up. And uh, it looks like he's having fun out there. Um, Greg, we got another game. The last game, the <laughs> Tropics, your boy. As you can see, Greg has the matching hat. He's got the jersey in the background. He's screaming, breaking people's earphones this week. He's all in on the Flint train. Uh, I'm not assuming that he'd be changing it for this pick. Flint Tropics, minus 16 and a half points going up against. Hypothetically, would be Scott's Tots, or if not, obviously, the Bricklayers. But we're going we're gonna to say Scott's Tots here. Um how do you think you're going to fare in this one, Greg? You taking the Flint with the points? Yeah, Caggiano dropping 30. Um, Caggiano dropping Ryan, Ryan's going to have a game. You know, they're all resting up in Vegas. Uh, you know, I paid for the trip, of course. You know, that's how I take care of my team. And uh, No, that's a complete thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that money. But, all right, we're getting off topic. But regardless, back to Flint. You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves upon in Flint Nation is consistency. And honestly – Hard work and dedication. And those are really the three pillars of life. And, you know, that's what we do. You know, Bazudo, you never see him talking about me. You ever hear Bazudo say I'm the MVP? No. Talks about his guy, maybe Juan, maybe Japs, maybe Dom. You see Dom? You wonder why Dom gets so mad during the game? Why? He knows how good Flint is. And that is what we do in Flint Nation. We come, you know what? No, I got to go up. 
in the words of myself. I think it was the first time I stepped on the Flint bandwagon. And I think was this was our first interview ever was Ryan Caggiano, right? I think so, yeah. And uh, my man, my man was pre-gaming with his boys in the background. Yep, yep. I absolute legend for that. Absolute legend. Was all about mm -hmm. it. Jumped on the pod, sending shots. We had to bleep some shit out. <laughs> I was say, we had to bleep stuff out. <laughs> Absolutely legendary interview. Probably <laughs> the first and favorite interview I've ever done, Greg. Because I believe that was after the rim breakers. Uh, uh, Flint uh, clock mishap by our good guy Stucky. Shout out Stucky. Oh my God. And, uh, what? Yeah, that was the first time I was like, I love Flint. I'm forever. Old. Oh my God. That was historic. Yeah. That was historic. But yeah, Flint's winning. Oh man. That was one of the Hall of Fame moments of the pod for sure. Up oh, there in the top out. three moments on podcast history. Um, Greg, that's going to wrap it up for our final regular season episode here on the Connecticut Summer 19 podcast. Any final words to the listeners at home who made it this far? Uh, yeah, let's go, Flint. Uh, we coming. We taking the ship. And uh, I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be drinking Rosinski's tears when he's crying at the championship. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Be sure to drop a follow on the podcast on Twitter at weekly underscore rebound and tune in to the audio version that's now available on Apple iTunes, your podcast app. Um, of course, always available on SoundCloud and Spotify. So, guys, we have all the platforms available for you. Stay up to date with all your legacy, legacy Leagues action. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.